to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and today I am with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Welcome, ladies, to the podcast. Hello. Hello. This is our uh, second episode in the series, Be Willing. Last week, we had a series introduction where we told you about the women we're going to be discussing over the next few weeks. And got and into a great discussion about women in leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure will continue. You might want to go back and listen yeah. if you missed it. It's really good. It was good. Um, it was one of those we had to stop ourselves so that we could, you know, not be talking for two hours on one episode. Uh, that's always a good, you know, that's a good episode when yeah, that is stop, yeah. stop yourselves. Uh, but today we are getting into our first woman in the Be Willing series, and that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yes. Sarah has done our research for this woman of the Bible. I have. Sarah. Tell us about Mary. I am going to talk about Mary. Um, and you've heard us talk before how, you know, I did... Um, Eve, who mm-hmm. was the mother of all nations, all kings. And then we had Sarah, who was the mother of many kings, the Jewish nation. And now we have Mary, who is the mother of the king, um, know, which is just fantastic. Yes. So we're, I I'm going to... came up. I, I really neat? love that. I know. Yeah. I love it. And it wasn't on purpose. I just like randomly chose those three and I was like, wait a minute, look at that. Um, I'm going to kick this one off like I've done all the others. I'm going to start off with a bio, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like a history lesson. First of all, um, and we have a lot to cover, so I'm going to talk no, a lot, but good. if you want to interject, just yep. jump in. Okay. Um, historically, very little is known about Mary, which is crazy because she's the most well-known woman of the Bible, yeah. but there's very little written of her. There's very little known of her. It is interesting. She was a peasant girl um, from the tribe of Judah. Um, and interestingly enough, the name Mary has been given over 70 different interpretations because the the true meaning of the word Mary is bitter or really? bitterness. Wow. Um, and so as you can imagine, especially many of the Catholics who think that Mary was probably more spiritual than she actually was. Uh-huh. Um, th- why would her name mean bitter? But mm-hmm. if you think about her life, she suffered many bitter experiences, suffering or being or owning the title of mother of Jesus. And we're going to talk about some of that. Um, she came from the line of David. I thought this was interesting, supposedly from the third son of David and Bathsheba. So you think that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. David really yeah. should have never even been with Bathsheba. Um, but he was, yeah. and the third son supposedly is the line of which she comes from. She is related to Elizabeth, which we knew. Um, he, she was the wife of Zechariah the priest. Um, and we know that uh, Mary spent about three months with her, which we talked about back with Elizabeth. But Mary spent about three months with her. And what was the first thing that Elizabeth said to her when Mary came to the door? You're pregnant. The, you're, the Messiah is in your belly. Mother my baby. of my Lord. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hello, mother of my Lord. Can you imagine? Hello, mother of my Lord. <laughs> Um, and she knew, <laughs> she knew that, you know, it's just crazy. By the Holy Spirit. Yes, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we don't really know who her parents were other than the little well, history story about, that yeah. I talked about yeah. last week. Um, in the, the Bible, the secular history lesson, that's right. Our extra biblical. The Quran and the secular <laughs> Bible lesson. <laughs> um, Please don't email. Hashtag <laughs> Jesus for life. Hashtag Jesus for life. That's right. Yeah. Um, we know, though, that they had to have been devout Jews because Mary was versed in scriptures. Um, she was rich in truth, and she was a believer in the coming Messiah as well as the God creator. Yep. Um, most girls weren't raised with the knowledge of scripture, 
because especially peasant girls, uh, they were ready to go get their houses ready. That's what yeah. they were grown to do. They were grown to know how to prepare and plan for their homes, right. not to grow their knowledge, to become stronger, to become smarter. Um, and she possibly became engaged to Joseph as young as 12 years old. I know we talked a little bit about this last, mm-hmm. last week, too. We do know that she resided in her own house. Now, that was probably with her parents okay. while she was going through the year-long engagement, which was ceremonial for them. That was traditional for them. Um, but it is in her own house when the angel Gabriel announces to her that she is going to be the mother of the promised Messiah. Um And then we know that Joseph planned to quietly divorce her because of the conception. But we also know that the angel of the Lord visited him and said, do not hesitate to take her as his wife. I think that as your wife, it's very interesting because really not only was Mary willing, Joseph Joseph was was equally as willing. Yes. Kind of crazy when you think about that. Um, I don't think that we give him probably as much credence as he deserves through that, especially in that time. Right. there was this whole write-up, too, that was really interesting. I didn't get into it because there was so much already, but there was something about um, how she wore a sash and the knots that were tied in the sash, and it meant um, chastity or that you were a virgin, and how she kept that sash tied during the engagement, even while she was pregnant, because she was truly chaste. Um, and it was just really interesting. Wow, Again, interesting. it was the secular historian information, but um, very, very interesting. Um, we know, according to Mark, that she became the mother of many sons and daughters. So um, Jesus was not her only child. And the Gospel of Luke, this is very interesting. The Gospel of Luke mentions Mary um, by 12 times and all by name. Hmm. Um, The Gospel of Matthew mentions her by name six times, um, and the Gospel of Mark names her once. Hmm. The Gospel of John refers to her twice, but never mentions her by name. It's the mother of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Um, The disciples all knew her. She was very well known by them, and in fact, once Jesus dies, you know, he looks down, and I think it was John John. where he said, Mm -hmm. you know, take her. Yeah, Which is interesting that John didn't mention her. By name. Because by there had to have been an intimacy. Yeah. Right? There had to have been an intimacy. But he also didn't mention his own name. No, right. he didn't. So it, it could have been just a... The one that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves. The ones that Jesus loves. The the favorite. <laughs> um, okay. So this is where I really want to dive in. And I got a lot of this. I'm not even going to lie. I um, Usually when I do a recording, a lot of it is my own kind of thoughts that I've put together through my research. But there was a uh, Bible Gateway uh, article that was written called Mary, the Woman Honored Above All Women. And it was so rich with information that I just thought, I'm I'm not going to rewrite anything. Like, mm-hmm. this was just fantastic. And so I unfortunately did not write down the, the name of the author of this, but I have the, the, uh, the link, link we'll have. Yeah. Um, and I would really strongly encourage every person to go read this cool. link. Because it, like I said, by the time I got done reading it, I was, I was teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a couple of things from another article, too, that we'll link on there. Um, but I want to talk about some attributes of Mary. I mean, when you think of Mary, what are the first things that come to your mind? Well, I totally picture her as, like, two separate people. Like, I picture her <laughs> as, like, the Virgin Mary. And mm-hmm. then I picture her as, like, the adult 
yeah. uh, you know, Jesus adults, mother right. at, at the cr- foot of the cross, mm-hmm. like dealing with a little bit more older and wiser. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. it's all the same person, but somehow in my mind, I see Well, her. it is. Cause if you think about it, if she conceived, let's just say between 12 and 15 and he started his ministry at 30, mm-hmm. right? So she was in her mid forties yeah. and, and they didn't live much beyond 70 ish in those days. Right. So she is significantly older. Significantly older. She's lived a lot of life. She's, she's grown up. Yeah. Um, I feel like you don't really hear much about her mm -mm. between those. I mean, you don't hear much about Jesus either. Right. In those in between, you kind of get the birth and then right. His ministry. Right. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about that in in a moment too. If I don't hit around back on that, remind me. Sure. What about you, Monica? When you think about Mary, what do you, what do you think? I just think of her on a donkey on a, in the dark <laughs> of the night. <laughs> don't you? That's the think first about thing that always. Stable, always. In fact, when you said Pregnant. that Gabriel came to her in her house, I was like, it wasn't on the road. <laughs> like I know that. But like it's, it's right. always just you her in the night like on a road. As a kid of she like was Mary already on pregnant the on the donkey on the road. Right. But then I, I, I always imagine Gabriel coming like in the right. night while right. she was, where I would think, she be going? I don't know. But. You know what? I think it doesn't actually say that she rode on a donkey. Maybe not. I don't but, think but everybody picks yes, Everybody assumes it because she was full actually, term. Yeah. So everybody Does just it? assumes it. I can't it. remember. But no, it doesn't. Because I sure? read that. Yeah, at Christmas, there was this whole article about like things that we think that actually aren't in the really Bible. And that was one of them. Because I was like, so no, surely. No. Oh my gosh. That's the Mary goes on a donkey. Heretics. Every last one of them. <laughs> so let's move into this. First of all, she was. Um, she was a, a chaste virgin, right? And, and this is an attribute of her, right? Because she took that seriously. Um, but it was also necessary for her to be a virgin because back in Isaiah, he talked about the Messiah coming from a virgin. Mm-hmm. So it was necessary for her to not have had any other children yet or have to, laid with a man because then she wouldn't have been a virgin. And that could not have been the fulfillment of prophecy. Um, and that was in Isaiah seven fourteen, where Isaiah is talking about um, he would be born of a virgin. Well, Jesus would be. Um, Mary was humble. She was a small town girl, ex- insignificant village. It even talks about like nothing good could come out of Nazareth. It was a poor village and there were not you know they were carp like joseph was a carpenter what was jesus he was a carpenter right they worked with their hands they were not the people that were ruling the nation um she came from the from nobility she was from the line of david but the family had lost its status because of the years of israel's captivity and the foreign domination so imagine having come from king david and you're just like you're one of the peasants living outside mm. the gates. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. I've never thought it's about kinda that. Kind of crazy. And so I thought it was just really interesting that you know, she was not a princess. She was a peasant. Yeah. Um, she was an obedient follower. I thought that this was really good. And this is one of my, my favorite things to think about, that God does not look at outward appearances, but always looks to the heart in 1 Samuel sixteen seven, um, When he looked at, at Mary, he saw an obedient woman who would live according to his will, just like his ancestor David. So it's very interesting that she comes from David. David never, and and it's so funny that we were talking about this with Tamar yesterday, but even though David sinned and David made a lot of mistakes, he never turned his back on God. Mm. He was, he was always a believer and a pursuer of the faith. And he was always a pursuer of God. And that is who Mary has come from. Mm -hmm. And the Lord saw her heart and knew this. I mean, I was like, okay, God, God's looking at my heart. What does he see? Wow. Does he see that? I mean, even in his sin, he was 
as soon as he was convicted, he was repentant. That's exactly like, right. Yeah. Repentant and yeah. not just sorry. sorry. And that's what Andy was saying yesterday, that, that he would be moved to sorrow. When you read his diaries, when you go oh, through yeah. Psalm, like you, mm-hmm. he was so moved in his belly. You remember with compassion? We talked about mm-hmm. the bowels moving. Like he was so moved into despair and anguish over his sin. And um, it's just really beautiful. But that's mm-hmm. very much so how Mary was. Mary was very much so about God. Like she was a pursuer of God and she was a believer in the coming Messiah. Um, and this is what we had talked about last week. Um, I read this this quote. She was sanctified. So Augustine says that Mary first conceived Christ in her heart by faith before she conceived in the womb. The testimony of Elizabeth expresses um, and stamps the whole character of the virgin when she says, blessed is she that believeth, implying that she wore a crown of faith above all others. Do we wait to be chosen before we follow, or do we follow before we have been chosen? Mm. That would be the question that I asked. That actually was my question. That was not part of the article. But, you know, here is Mary who is choosing to believe Mm -hmm. all along, never knowing that she's going to be chosen to right. be the Mary of the the mother of the Messiah. That's that cheerful readiness that it we is. talked about that first week of like being ready and prepared before you do the thing yeah. that God is asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Had she never conceived Christ in her heart, right? Had she never made the faith? Had she never been an active believer in in the Jewish religion? She would have not been able to be sanctified. She would not have been able to be prepared to carry the Messiah. You know, it wasn't like they could, Jesus, God wasn't going to go randomly choose some pagan mm-hmm. to be able to, because they would, she would never get it. She would never understand it. She wouldn't be behind it. And then when Jesus was born and lived the life and all the adversities that came with that, they, you know, there had to be a sanctified woman who could stand behind Jesus even when it wasn't easy, because mm-hmm. a lot of it was not easy. Right. Um, she had faith. I think um, it says here what amazes one about the Annunciation, the way that it was it was announced, is the way Mary received it. And this is the joyous part. She was in no way credulous or skeptical. Certainly she asked intelligent questions of Gabriel as to how she would become the mother of Jesus, seeing that she was a pure virgin. But following a full explanation of how the miracle would happen, she, with a tremendous feat of faith, replied, Be it unto me according to thy will. I know. Isn't that awesome? I like love she that. wasn't like she asked a million questions of, Well, how's this going to happen? She didn't, yeah. she didn't live in the what ifs. Right. And she didn't really, she asked intelligent questions about how it would happen, but she did not ask for a blueprint. No, she didn't say, well, what am I going to tell everybody? Right. And what am I going to say when this person asked me that? We're not even told that she's known, she knows that the angel of the Lord's going to appear to Joseph. Right. We don't know that. Now, maybe that dialogue happened, but that's not what's given to us in the word. She just looks and says, be it unto me according to thy will. Go ahead, Lord. Here am I. Um, how many times do we argue because it doesn't make sense or we don't step in faith because it doesn't make sense. We can't see the blueprint. We don't know the end. Um, she was willing when Mary willingly yielded her body to the Lord saying, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me, according to thy word, the Holy spirit by his gentle operation took deity and humanity and fused them together, formed the love knot between the Lord's two natures being within Mary's being Therefore, when Jesus came forth, 
it was as the God-man. I love what that says. The gentle operation took deity and humanity and fused them together. Had Mary never willingly yielded her body, mm. then we wouldn't have had the fusion of humanity and deity. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have the God-man. We couldn't have the Son of Man and the Son of God. Yeah. That's just, again, you talk about Pharaoh's daughter. Had she not been willing to disobey her father? Mm-hmm. Had she not been willing to take in Moses? I mean, just how radically that changes the course of, of history. Yeah. Yes, everything. Um, and so it was with Mary. She rejoiced. She didn't cry or have a fit or question God or go into depression. She sang a song. She's, and I'm not going to go into the song, but in Luke 1, 46 through 55, it's all about her rejoicing. It's all right. about her, her joy, right? Which she had to have for the willingness because right. she had prepared for the moment before the moment. Right, she didn't yeah. know the moment was going to happen, but she had prepared for the moment mm-hmm. before the moment. That's one of Chris's favorite um, sayings. We talk to the kids about that all, all the time. Are you preparing for the moment before the moment? Yep. Um, Here's the other thing, right? Not only did she have Jesus, but she mothered him. So she's a mother to him. What must not be forgotten is the fact that Mary not only bore Jesus, but also mothered him for the 30 years he tarried in Mm -hmm. poor Nazareth home. Thus, from childhood to manhood, she did everything a devoted mother could do for the son whom she knew was no ordinary man. And she never told anybody who he was. She never, like his brothers and sisters did not believe in him. Right. It is believed that Joseph passed away somewhere in this part of her life, er, uh, the 30 years of Jesus's life, because um, eventually you you don't hear of him anymore. And mm-hmm. at, when he died on the cross and he looks He's at John, there. there wasn't Joseph where yeah. he said, take care of, of her. Yep. And um, so we're pretty sure that he has passed away and Mary's kind of on her own raising all these kids. She has this secret inside her heart that she knows okay. he is the son of God. But tells no one because his time has not yet come. Mm. What a secret to keep. No, that's can you crazy. Even yeah, it's not like she. It's not like she got to reap the benefits. Right. I'm the mother of Jesus. Like I mean, I mean right, think like, about Facebook. Right? I was just going to say, like, how many proud mama moments do we have where we're yes. like, I've got to get on social kid, media like, yes. and tell the world, and yes. I'm like, ta-da! Look at what a wonderful mother I am. <laughs> you know, she's got Jesus. She's got <laughs> look, Jesus. she curled her own hair for the dance. Isn't she amazing? <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Let alone so Messiah. Like when I read, uh, well, I learned about that in BSF, and then when I was studying this again, I was like, it really is convicting because how many times are we plastering social media with all of the never wonderful things we're proud of with our kids <laughs> that we want everyone else to see? But why do we want everyone else to see them? Because it doesn't matter about anybody else. It no. matters about God, and she knew that. Yeah, She knew what was important was her dedication to Jesus and to God and not to anybody else, and she couldn't... She couldn't divulge who he was before it was time for everybody to know who he right. was. So she didn't. She was in obedience mm. to so that. So did, did Gabriel tell her to keep it a secret, or did she just instinctively know that? I think she instinctively knew that. And, the, and from all the no, studying well, that Jesus I did. said to her at the wedding, my at the wedding, not that, yet Yes, because that's come, the yeah. first time that it's noted. So... At the age of 12, they go to wherever they went. And he stays. And he stays. Mm-hmm. And she comes back. And that's and when she the prophetess, says, actually. Right? Is that when the prophetess, That was when Anna? they took him to get 
um, that was like on the eighth day when they took him to get gotcha. yeah. And so oh, right. temple, mm-hmm. she realizes Mary that Jesus is not with them, right? And I believe that yes, Joseph is still alive at this time. So they go back to find Jesus, and they find him, and she in says temple, to him, yeah. "Yeah, in the temple." She says to him, "You know, basically, why would you do this to your father and I?" And he just they very were looking for him for like three days. Yeah, yeah. crazy, right? And yeah, he imagine. just he just looks at her and says. Be but he's not my dad. Gotta be about my I was business. I was serving my dad, right? And so that's we talk about the bitterness later on, the sorrow she suffered, sorrow, and that. Could you imagine your child looking at you, this man who's raised him, treated him as his own, taught him his trade, all of these amazing things that Joseph has done for Jesus, and he basically looks at her and says, and "That's my not my dad." <laughs> You know, and I'm just that little twinge, right? Mm-hmm. But it is also said that that's the last time that he kind of talks back that way to her. And we don't have another thing happen until he's 30. Yeah. Because she had to, it, it, all the research that I did is makes it sound like even though he was son of God, she still taught him all the scriptures. Right. She still put very influential, wise people in his life mm-hmm. because he still had to grow up as a human. Right. And so she prepared the way for him yeah. knowing what he was to become, knowing Total what he was to digression. do. But like when I put Pax in a bed, like I know the little conversations we have yeah. and the little secrets and things that we share. Like I can't wait to get to heaven and just talk to Mary about like, what was what it like, like put, tucking him in? Yes. And like, what did you guys talk about? Just the two of you. Yeah. Like, that you knew, that he knew, that you knew. Yeah. Like, in those, like, let me have it, let me see a little bit of your divinity moment kind of <laughs> yes, conversation. Yes. Like, I'm fascinated it to know It is fascinating to know those things. And to know that there was no one else in the house besides Joseph yeah. that believed who he was. And Joseph, even though he believed, there there had to be those moments of, like, sure. did this all really, like, what? Like, is this huh? for real? But, um... I know, yeah. I just mm-hmm. would. I would just love to have been a fly on the mm-hmm. mud hut. Well, to and know. then you think too, like Joseph died, and he's sitting here going, "I've got the Son of God living in my house. Why can't he?" I'm, I mean, Save me. you yeah, think right, about their stories, right, other right. stories that are not written in the Bible that you've got to think sure. about. Like that I would think that's why we have eternity in heaven. That's right. I'm going to need There's all the lot, details. Yeah. That's There's, right. We're going to need to start at the beginning. That's exactly right. Cup of coffee. So let's talk about how she did experience sorrow. Um, when Mary brought her infant son to be dedicated in the temple, um, the aged godly Simeon taking the babe in his arms and blessing him said to his mother, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul. Mary was to experience darkness as well as delight as her firstborn went out to fulfill his mission in the world. Such as when he was 12 and stayed behind, he stated that God was his father, not Joseph. Then at age 30, he started his ministry And she moved from influencer to influenced, Mm -hmm. from leader to follower. And she watched in silence at the foot of the cross where her son died. Mm. Mm. She was completely silent. She had, her presence was known. She was there to, to, she didn't leave the foot of the cross till it was finished, but she also did not fight. She did not bring attention to herself. Um, It's not even noted that people talk to her as the mother of Jesus. Like there's no mention really that anybody's right. like Mary, mother of Jesus. Um, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second as well. Um, and this was the poem that I read that I just thought was great at the cross, her station keeping stood the mournful mother weeping close to the Je- close to Jesus to the last through her heart, his sorrow sharing all his bitter anguish bearing now at length, the sword has passed. Mm. 
Mm. So when he died, her sword had passed. Um, But then here's the beautiful thing. She waited in anticipation after the death. Because she knew. She knew. She waited in anticipation. The last glimpse we have of Mary is a heartwarming one. We find her among the group of believers gathered together in the upper chamber. She is mentioned not first in the list before the apostles where the Roman Catholic Church places her because the Catholic Church puts her in the forefront. But she was never in the forefront. She was always at the at the last in the Bible, um, as if she were of less significance than they. And this was the mother. Her son is alive forevermore, and life has changed for her. And she's the one who stayed at the mm-hmm. cross when they all fled. They all fled. Right. So she Makes takes her place. Her. <laughs> I know. Come on, doggone it. So she takes her place among those awaiting the coming of the Spirit to equip them for the beginning of the Christian community. Mary was present in that upper room, not as an object of worship, not as the distress, the directress, directress of the infant church, but as a humble suppliant along with the rest, including her sons, who by this time were believers. Mm-hmm. So the last mention of Mary is a happy one. We see her praying along with her sons, whom she had possibly led into a full-orbed faith, mm-hmm. as well as the other disciples who had met to pray and await the gift of Pentecost. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Yeah. And That's... she was still willing to be last. Like, she never right. had to be first. She never had to be, um, she never had to be in the limelight. She never had to get any of the the credit. Um, even when he was going through the judgment and he was getting the, the, the beatings, you are never, you never hear her Mm-mm. fighting. She knew right. this was his calling. She knew this was his time. And um, after the age 12 thing, the next thing was at age 30. And it was at the, the wedding mm-hmm. when they ran out of the wine. And she's like telling him, hey, you I need to, you I know yeah. what you can do. Uh, which means she had probably already seen him doing I'm sure things, that right? Had. Talk yeah. about he what she had on seen. His tours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Snapped his fingers yeah. and everything was swept. Everything and was taken care of. It was all like, um, like so you sleeping know beauty she when knew. all the brooms are like yeah, making cake. um but you know and that's when he looks at her and says you know woman um and kind of again takes Mm -hmm. a stand and says hey listen and that's when she realizes now she's got to start taking her place she's done her job a moment too where um she and uh her sons go to the house that jesus is in and there's a crowd there and they say, your mother and brothers are here. And he says, I have no mother and brothers. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, there is. Like, yeah. So, like, like um, once again, like, he, you know, it, which I would, <laughs> if I had been, like, Bella did that to me, I'd be like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. But, you know, she, well, it's just very fascinating the the, st- the quiet strength that she possesses yes. throughout all of the scripture because she does have to take a back seat a lot of the time, she does. Um, but then also be the one who's strong enough to stay at the foot of the cross. Yeah. And uh, with, it's just yeah. without really, and he does address her at the cross and says, please take care of her. Mm-hmm. But that's, that was one of the only times that he really addressed her it again as mother. about um, Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen Steel mm-hmm. Magnolias? Oh, yeah. You know, when Melinda gives the monologue about like, like her husband leaves and then her dad leaves and she's the only one Mm -hmm. who's able to stay there as her daughter dies like that Mm -hmm. and watch the whole process. Yeah. There's something about that motherly, like 
connection yeah. with your child that that I don't know requires a cons- like constant steadfastness and yeah. dedication and it makes me think about like our relationship with Jesus like we're all the time talking about like God the Father and God you know and like mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. how that relationship works um, but I I'm interested in exploring like a motherly affection for Jesus as well not yeah. like you know I'm Jesus's mom but that kind of dedication and yeah. unwillingness like to fierce ever loyalty fierce, fierce loyalty for him that you would for a child way. you know and in yes. a way that um a part of like you. you think about steel magnolias but like she fought it right she was angry yeah and she, was, she angry. was anguished and you look at Mary and she wasn't no she knew it was his time she she knew everything right the whole time and I think sometimes when we say that we're willing, we're willing as long as we get what's due us. Mm-hmm. Is, is sure. the, we can get paid or we can get the, the recognition or we, you know, and we've even faced this with be still be free, right? Because it's hard sometimes doing a podcast. So would you really know who's listening to you? You don't see faces. It's not like a crowd where people come up to you afterwards and go, great job. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, we do get some, some nice emails and comments, but not a lot. Right. Um, and then we see like a post from a very famous person that says something that we said. And yes. It's like 5,000. Oh my gosh, I so needed this. And we're like, we just said that. Yeah. We said that yeah. before you Like did. last night even. Ago. Last <laughs> night even. Like Proverbs 31 had a, a, a thing on Facebook, a, a picture, a graphic. And it was very similar to something else that we've said. That I think we graphed, did a graphic for before and. You know, there's like 10,000 freaking, you know, awesome. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, like, why? And But then it you have to check yourself and mm-hmm. be like, but why are you doing this? Right. Yep. Are you doing it to make sure that you are speaking to even maybe just one? Yep. Or are you doing it so that you can get 10,000 likes? Right. And, and yeah. not that that's wrong for, for Proverbs 31, but you have to check yourself. Why right. are you doing it? And, exactly. um, you know, I, I just think about how... Of course, there was no social media at that time, but even without social media, she still never told anybody who he was. Right. She's not fetching water at the well or going to the gates and people like, ooh, yeah. so how's Jesus That's doing right. today? That's right. Guess like, who I am. Ooh, yeah. ah, right? They, was, I wonder if they still considered him like, pardon my language, like a bastard child. Right. You know? Right. Like, even until yeah, he's It's not like it's that goes away. Line. That's mm-hmm. always there. That mm-hmm. never goes well, away. it says, like, a prophet gets no credit in his hometown. Yeah. Like, they said, like, he would never be recognized in, from his hometown. That's because, right. Because so, of his reputation. So that probably And she probably still was looked down upon, like, you really I'm did sure. sneak around. Right. You just won't come out and tell the truth. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's just all, it's, it. It's so neat to dive in and it see really kind of is so behind neat. the scenes of those. And I characters. think that when we decide that we really do want to be used by God, we better be really careful yeah. what that means because we think it's far more glamorous right. than what it could yeah. be. You could be Nothing. a nameless Pharaoh's daughter. You could be a nameless Pharaoh's daughter. Right. Yeah. And and what I love is that Mary was more dedicated to the story of Jesus than she was to the story of Mary. We need to tweet that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So my Bible verse was Luke one thirty eight. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word be, may your word to me be fulfilled. I think that shows her willingness. Yeah. Um, and her attitude. I've got a couple of resources that we'll put on practical applications. Um, my first one is, do you believe the lies that God only chooses those that are perfect and better than you to do his work and reward and bless them only? 
Pray that God would set you free from that lie and replace it with the truth that God chooses willing, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Um, Because I do think that that's a lie. I think Mm -hmm. we're always thinking that it happens to someone else. Um, And again, be dedicated to the story of God and not to the story of self. Because even if you are chosen, no one may ever know about it. Right. And your, your readiness doesn't mean you're perfect. That's right. It just means that you're your heart it's like a a heart issue a a state of readiness and are you preparing for that moment before the moment or are you waiting to be chosen to increase your faith are you increasing your faith for the time of which you're chosen yes it's just you need to write that down is that written down no (laughs) you you write it down real fast what you can have what i say i don't remember are 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 you (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll rewind So Mary was more dedicated to the story of Jesus than she was to the story of Mary. I wrote that down. And then it was... Are you waiting to be chosen? Are you waiting to be chosen to to increase your faith? Or are you increasing your faith waiting? Or are you increasing your your faith preparing... To be chosen, <laughs> we'll like figure that. it out. We gotta get back and listen to it. Um, okay, Okay, practical application number two: Do you ever stop and consider the pain and sorrow Mary endured, being the mother of Jesus? Begin to realize that everyone has a backstory. What might seem amazing and wonderful on the outside might hmm. be fu- might be filled with sorrow and hurt on the inside. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Listen, yes. 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 And just because one person's pain and suffering is not as out in the open as somebody else's doesn't mean doesn't that mean it's it any doesn't less exist. painful or suffering. That's right. Painful. And that's what I love about her when I talked about back there, she didn't go into a depression. Right? She didn't, when, when she was willing, she didn't take all of that information and turn into some fit, you know, she didn't cry, she didn't question God, she didn't go into depression and not that that there aren't times of depression in life mm-hmm. but i mean you want to talk about somebody who could have yeah her course of her life was being changed for her she was going to be known as somebody who fooled around and had a bastard child mm-hmm. that was her that that happened before she actually got to say i do and joseph and she didn't even sleep together and have sex until after she had jesus right so like you want to talk about like that's all just funked up, right? I said funked up. All right. <laughs> I think all of our jaws just hit the floor. You know that emoji where the eyes are really big? <laughs> was just we all were just like, oh my gosh, did she really just say that in the church on the podcast? Never. Michael, <laughs> funked. F U N K E D. Like right? That's uptown funk. Really messed up. Okay. <laughs> You know, but it's true. There's no record of the day after Jesus was put in the tomb that she goes on a rampage throughout Jerusalem going like, he was the son of God and this happened to me. Like she's never mentioned again. Yeah. She's never mentioned again until the upper room. The upper room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it. But yeah. That's it. Crazy. So anyways, those are my, those are my, my little tidbits on Mary and those are my practical applications. But I thought, man, what a woman. 
Yeah. What a willingness, mm-hmm. what a selflessness, and what a true dedication to the story of, of God and Jesus, because it's so almost, much we make it ourselves. It's almost a blessing. I mean, of course, God knew what he was doing, but the fact that she was so young, like she did have more of that childlike faith than if she would have been in her 20s You're right. or been in her 30s. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Like, I knows? just thought about maybe that. Like, I think it. maybe True. her faith was like, so much pure. Elizabeth mm-hmm. and, and yeah, yeah, like how they were yeah. in shock. Yeah, and Sarah, like, yeah. laughing, like, yeah. <laughs> Right? You know, like I've lived too much life to know that that's not gonna. But she was she still was young. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 She Anxious saw that innocent, and like trusting. Childlike relationship it's true. With God. It's true. You think about how we were when we were kids. It is true. You get jaded as you get older. Yeah. Well, so y'all do. I love Mary. That's I so know. cool. That's probably yeah. the most I've ever. I know. Really thought about Mary. I mm-hmm. think it's that's really cool. And that's I did when sure I read that. all of that, like, and especially the little. I want to go read that article. I really. I was. It's teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Touched. It's very precious. by her story. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, yeah. yeah I really go wanna, read the article. I, I want to read more about her now. It rec- makes me intrigued. Recommend it, uh, Monica. Will you pray yeah. us out today? Lord, thank you so much for these women that you've put in the Bible for us to glean from and to learn from and to apply into our own lives. And I just pray that we all are willing to be more like Mary. Um, May we be able to just repeat back to you that let it be to us as according to your word. And um, I pray that we'd be willing to hold and treasure the things in our heart that you have given us that are not ready to be shared. And I pray that you would um, just help us to be obedient and disciplined to just follow wherever you may lead, regardless of um, any glory or fame that may or may not be attached to it. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.